welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we are going to take a look at MLW Azteca Episode 5, the final episode of this miniseries. Six-man tag team action, trios action, if you will. But first, of course, we have the news. It looks like on March 31st, MLW is heading back to Dallas, Texas for the Intimidation PM. And in the original press release, they had give a whole list of uh, individuals uh, expected to be there. Uh, and most notably, uh, some interesting things to see is one, um, Alex Shelley makes his return, allegedly. Uh, they call Myron Reed the world middleweight champion. And they also uh, throw out their Richard Holiday and Alicia Toot as a pairing as well. So um, those are some curious things to see. I mean, I'm always glad to see Alex Shelley back, of course. Uh, Richard Holiday and Alicia Toot. I mean, obviously they've been teasing that couple here. Um, but middleweight champion Myron Reed. I wonder what's going on with that. Did we get some spoilers out of the uh, last episode of, or at least the least the last live event uh, from MLW, and it just hasn't made its way to television yet? I don't know, but. Uh, I hope I didn't spoil that for myself, because future me will be very disappointed, I suppose. Speaking of returns, MLW is coming back to Philadelphia May 13th with Kings of Coliseum. Of course, they're going to be at the 2300 Arena for that, also featured as... Well, a Fusion TV taping. Uh, going through the list, it is mostly the same folk from the previous list, uh, minus Alex Shelley, of course. Uh, but Myron Reed is not listed as the world middleweight champion. So, uh, is there an error in the last one? Is he going to lose it already? I don't know. But Savio Vega is going to be there. So, hey, good enough for me. Let's bring Quang back while we're at it, because I'm missing some hot Quang action. And last but not least, uh, some super fight news. Really big news, actually. I'm kind of excited for this. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is set to appear. So, February 26th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Grady Cole Center. Ricky, Dra Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is going to be there for super fight. And I'm excited. Like, I enjoy me some dragon. So, I uh, hope he... Uh... I don't know, gets to do an arm drag and some chops in there to send the crowd out happy. Um, maybe he'll even team with Shane Douglas again, and I don't know. It'll be a surprise, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Speaking of awesome, let's just jump right into our review of MLW Azteca number five. Series finale, season finale. Some sort of finale. We're moving back on to Fusion next week, February 10th, uh, for those of you uh, keeping score at home. Uh, meanwhile, keeping score of things, we have the Dynasty out in various states of address, uh, uh, undress, sorry about that butchered pronunciation, uh, in the uh, nighttime sky of Mexico. Um, they're getting their tan on. Uh, evidently, the best time to tan and get your Hogan 1991 tan is just as the sun almost sets completely. And as an albino who's forgotten what rays of sunlight looks like, um, even I am doubtful by this. But, you know, who am I to doubt 
our boy Alexander Hammerstone. And he says, this is what this is works. This is, uh, you know, how you get the Hogan 91 tan. And it just builds this shell around you and kind of makes you impervious to uh, attacks. So, again, uh, who am I to argue with that? Because I don't see the light of day ever. Uh, it's bright and scary out there. We get our opening contest credits. Rich Bocchini, Joe Drombowski are there to welcome us. Uh, we have six-man tag team action tonight. Uh, another all-access with Jacob Fatu. And the Dynasty will, I guess, make some more appearances like, throughout the show. Uh, but first, we are going to have ourselves a match. It is EJ and Duca and his open challenge. Uh, this is answered by Adrian Quest. Uh, commentary notes that nobody from the crash wanted to take on Duca, And, I mean, it's not hard to see why. Duca is like 6'8", you know, pushing 300 pounds. He's a big dude. He's the judge. Who wants to get judged? Who wants to get sentenced? Well, I guess the answer is Adrian Quest. Uh, but maybe not, because he starts off really hot with a dropkick and lots of strikes. Uh, it's all for naught, though, because the judge gets a bunch of shoulder tackles in there and starts hitting him with some tossing suplays, at least two. Uh, question goes to the top rope, uh, goes for a cross body, but he's caught into the spine buster. Uh, Quest does get kicks out of that too. He does like his kicks, that Adrian Quest. Uh, takes advantage with some head scissors. He goes up top once again, learning nothing from what happened last time, goes for a moonsault. The judge catches him. Running power slam. One, two, three. Quick and easy. Your winner, the judge, EJ and Duca. Following match number one, we have Davey Richards, American porn star, talking about the accolades he's earned in professional wrestling, and ultimately notes that these mean nothing without a world heavyweight championship around his waist. Uh, he has this opportunity to face the world champ, Alexander Hammerstone, in Charlotte, uh, and he's looking to make the most of this opportunity, uh, respects what Hammerstone has done for the company, uh, winning the world title with a broken freaking ankle, uh, respects Hammer's hard work and whatnot. Um, but it's time for Davey Richards to get himself the world title. Richard Holiday is back in the United States in Beverly Hills shopping for something. Yeah, I don't know. But we get a quick interlude of him taking a picture with the fan, talking on the phone, and that's it. Like, really nothing came of that. Not entirely sure what the point of that was. Next, we get our uh, new segment, Weekly Art House Promo. We have uh, grainy footage of an hourglass in a computer monitor. Uh, the monitor explodes. Then, Finn. That's it. Uh, once again, I'm going to, as I speculated last week, uh, think this is going to be the return of Killer Cross to the MLW fold. But there's only one way to find out, and that is wait it out right now. So, let's just... Uh, Sit here and wait it out, shall we? Well, I'm bored. Let's let's go to break some breaking news. Hey, breaking news! Looks like the Von Erichs have tested positive for COVID-19, and so they are following the quarantine COVID protocols, and will miss getting themselves some more tag team gold this time in IWA Puerto Rico. Uh, they are now the new IWA Puerto Rico tag team champions. 
Speaking of 5150, once again, they get to have themselves a promo uh, where they basically note that they've beaten every tag team that's put in front of them um, and dealt with so much nepotism, but beat that nepotism too. So that's the American dream right there, right? Beaten nepotism once and for all. Uh, but pretty much note that they have beaten uh, they've beaten every challenge laid forth in front of them. And tonight, drinks are on the radioactive poppy. All right, enough backstage shenanigans for the time being. Oh, I lied. We get an interruption from Mads Kruger. Uh, his little piece of propaganda talks about how Contra gave him a purpose in life. Jacob Fatu, that Judas, has taken that purpose away from him. So now Mads' new purpose is beating down Jacob Fatu. Anywho, before... Before we were so rudely interrupted, uh, we have match number two for the evening. It is Mecha Wolf versus Extreme Tiger. Uh, before the match starts, we get a sign of respect between the two luchadores, get a handshake, bell rings, uh, get a, the feeling out process, some tie, some tie ups uh, before t- uh, before Tigre uh, picks up the pace a bit. Uh, Wolf catches Tigre. Tigre escapes a powerbomb outside the ring, uh, but it doesn't really matter because Tigre gets back body dropped into the crowd uh just like i drew like literally like right on some guy's lap like he didn't get the memo that if the action's coming your way it is grab your stuff and move because he didn't grab his stuff and move and so he got an extreme tigre on his lap uh to follow this up uh just like out of nowhere mecha wolf just yeets himself into tiger in a bunch of chairs we go to the commercial break and come back and get some chops rolling inside the ring uh tigre hits a yoshi tonic for two uh wolf uh, hits a step up ddt for two uh lope suicida like crashing through the guardrail like i don't know how much of extreme tigre Mecha Wolf got on that Lope, but it wasn't enough because he'd done like OMG momented himself through the guardrail. Uh, coming back in the ring, Wolf misses a double stomp, gets a shotgun dropkick for his efforts, uh, but Wolf makes a comeback because he's the big bad wolf, hits a sliding knee strike, then a pop up kick to the back for the three count. Your winner, Mecha Wolf. The crowd showing their appreciation and per lucha, uh, per, per lucha tradition, uh, starts uh, making it rain up in here. Um, and by rain, of course, I mean making it hail because I didn't see any paper money. It was all coins, so I'm assuming it hurts. But you know what? You're getting paid for it. Uh, some respect is shown after the match as well. I don't know what's going on. Is this a ring of honor or something? But whatever. I'm getting paid. Well, by I, I mean the luchadores. So it's all good on that front. All right, let's take ourselves a brief break. A pause for the cause, if you will. Get some energy drinks, get some melatonin. I'll be back in one moment. Now, whether you're someone who works out, or, like me, needs to maintain focus and mental clarity, we could all use a pick-me-up. That's where Ray's Energy steps in. With Refresh technology, Ray's provides a hydrating, sugar-free boost of energy without the crash some other energy drinks have. You can find out where you can get Ray's Energy near you by visiting www.repsports.com. And while you're there, check out the other products that Rep offers, such as pre- and post-workout supplements and snacks. And if you want some extra savings, order online and apply my discount code CASS, that's C-A-S-S, at checkout for 15% off your order. 
Alrighty, we are back, and a brief interlude for the Super Fight Control Center. It is in Charlotte, North Kekalatiki on February 26th. Our main event is going to be Richard, excuse me, Davy Richards. Ha ha ha, there's too many Richards running around for my liking. Davy Richards taking on your boy, Alexander Hammerstone, for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Also in attendance... Boyhood dream idol type dude, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I am psyched for that part, as I said earlier, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but that is our Super Fight Control Center. Let's move on to Los Parks. We haven't seen them in a wee bit. Uh, they run down the foul-mouthed 5150 and demand a title rematch from 5150. Uh, evidently, uh, they have yet to invoke their rematch clause. They're looking to do that soon. If... 5150 has, and I quote, giant pig balls. Up next, we have our part two of the uh, Jacob Fatu uh, profile. Uh, he really notes that he didn't really respect professional wrestling until really getting into it. And once he uh, finally joined his uncle's wrestling school, uh, his uncle Reno and uh, uh, Gangrel kind of sat him down and like, hey, do you want this? Like, do you actually want this? And just being young and full of hubris, Jacob's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And, like, looks around, and they ask him if he thinks he's better than the other trainees, and he's like, yeah, of course I am. And they're like, shut up. No, you're not. Do you have a job? Like, no. Do you have a car? No. Well, guess what? Those people do, and you ain't snot, man. Um, and Fatu kind of talks about how he really needed that attitude adjustment, um, to kind of like help sink in that you know he was starting at the bottom and he really like if he was going to do this he really needed to just you know go all in for it because there was no half-assing it he's going to have to go all in otherwise he was probably just going to flunk out of it and probably end up back in jail uh in the long run all right it is time for our main event of the evening alex kane Ray Orus and Viano 3 Jr. taking on El Hijo del Vikingo, Laredo Kid, and Octagon Jr. Uh, Lucha Libre Trios action. We are conducting this under Lucha Libre rules. 20 count outside the ring. Anytime your feet hit the floor outside of the ring itself, that counts as a tag, brings in your partner, and all that sort of good stuff. The match will start off with Octagon Jr. and Viano 3 Jr. And I just have to point out here, this is the thinnest Viano I have ever seen. I totally just just go in there. I'm used to the old men of, uh, you know, 345. Uh, running around and uh, they're they're pretty stocky dudes three junior three part two yeah not quite so big so i guess good on him i guess he's young like uh la park junior and whatnot anywho the important thing is the referee has lost his walkie-talkie ha 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 now he can't get orders to be biased from the back he has to do it the old-fashioned way and just make a very slow count Anywho, the important thing in here is that we are never minding the referee in his walkie-talkie, and we're just going to watch Octagon totally school uh, Viano 3. Like, uh, he's just outpacing him, he's just getting all of his stuff in at Viano's expense. Eventually, though, Viano does dropkick Octagon outside, which brings Vikingo in. Head scissors bring, takes Viano out, Ray Orus in. 
Uh, he gets his stuff in, finally uh, using a unique variation of the body scissors to take Vikingo out of the ring. Um, and Laredo Kid comes in. I buggered that up in my notes. Laredo comes uh, comes in, gets some strikes and a hot neckbreaker. Uh, Alex Kane tags in and talks smack to pretty much everybody. Um, and just to prove he's a big dude, he wants to take on all three of his opponents, take on all three Technicos. And, well, let's see uh, see how that works out for him. Uh, well, he gets a big kick for his effort, but he does then take everybody out. Uh, Viano and Ray Orus is in. He Disre- uh, Kane disrespects them like nobody has earned Alex Kane's respect in this matchup. He's not a big fan of Lucha Libre and is really letting everyone know it. Um, <laughs> Vikingo comes in, gets clubbered for his efforts. Uh, Viano and Ray Oris was really trying to like work as a team with Alex Kane and wanting some tandem offense and it's just it's just not happening. Kane just doesn't care about Lucha Libre or the tag team offense. Uh Octagon Jr. come uh, comes in, he gets taken to Dick Kick City. Kane gets uh, gets disgruntled and tries to leave after some miscommunication between his team uh, teammates. Uh but this leads to a giant brawl outside of the ring between the Technicos and the Rudos. Uh Ray Orus starts a chain reaction of just people getting their shite in. Vikingo goes for a dive outside and just donks himself on the face. Like, he spends the rest of the match, like, holding his face. Uh, hiding some of the pain very well. Um, but really, like, I expected him to be, like, busted open or something. Because he spent a lot of time, like, on the floor holding his face. And even, like, when he kind of, like, finally made his comeback in the ring... Like, he still was, like, holding his forehead above his eye. Um, but still, like, very impressive in the meanwhile. Uh, Mr. Thomas, who came out with Alex Kane, gets wiped out by Octagon and Laredo Kid. Uh, at this point, like, Kane is just totally just F this, grabs the belt, and leaves with Mr. Kane, giving everyone the double birds as he goes, leaving his partners on, uh, at a disadvantage. Two on three. We get it. Oh... We get so much stuff here. Viano catches Vikingo uh, off of, for a powerbomb on two. Goes for a powerbomb lung blower for two there. We get an avalanche poison rana by Viano. Uh, that doesn't take out Viano, but what does finish off Viano is an imploding 450 for the win. Uh, otherwise known, according to Bocini, as the 630 centon. Uh, which is totally not a 630 centon because he doesn't land on his back, but whatever. The important thing is Laredo Kid, Octagon Jr., and El Hijo del Vikingo get the win. Uh, all the luchadores kind of celebrate in the ring, show show respects all the way around, except for Alex Kane, who just f that guy. He's out of here. No one cares about him anymore. Um... And that is our main event. Uh, like, pretty much all you'd expect out of Lucha Libre there. And I was uh, really just kind of interested in the dissension between Alex, Kane, and his teammates, and how they were really trying to, uh, you know, help him out, like, build some camaraderie with him. And he just wasn't having it uh, before he just nopes out uh, after getting dove upon. Um but yeah, so solid main event. Uh, but that's not all. We are going to go backstage with Emilio Sparks. He finds Alicia Toot out in the parking lot. He's like, hey, are you waiting on your boyfriend? And she's like, one, yes. Two, he's not my boyfriend. 
three, he's running late, and all of a sudden, like, a tiny little car pulls up, and a Luchagoon pushes out, uh, pushes Richard Holiday out of the vehicle with a note. The note says, Pagano, Hammer, Holiday Muertes, and that is where we end things. Uh, so that was our show. Bit more action heavy than some other weeks. Not a lot of story progression, but you know, that's not always a bad thing. Uh, as we move back on to uh, MLW Fusion, the traditional programming of Major League Wrestling. Uh, but otherwise, a solid show outside of like some, some, we'll call it stylistic hiccups of the main event, like that. But I, that was almost to be expected, if not actually planned for with uh, Alex Kane's disrespect for Lucha Libre. Um, but really, like, match of the night had to go to Mecha Wolf. And, uh, yeah, go, going for Mecha Wolf. He's my dude. Looks like he's a million years old. Uh, and, of course, Extreme Tigre is no slouch. But, you know, Mecha Wolf looks like a crazy homeless guy. And I even, like, left out, like, the part where they're, like, doing the initial announcements where, like, he took his stuff off and then he's all, like, just, like, twitching and shaking in the corner. Looks like an utter effing madman. You know, need your change. So it was a good thing people tossed the change into the ring after that. Um, but, yeah, so that was our episode for the evening. Uh, we are heading back to Fusion starting next week. Stay tuned, everyone, for all the plugs and the best ways to support the show. Thank you all for listening. I will see you all next week. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted at Anchor FM. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review would also be helpful. Word-of-mouth advertisement, of course, is very important for us small podcasts. For my social media links, they can be found in the description below, but the Twitter and Instagram are both at the Nova of Cass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at MLW Confusion. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual chip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. That is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you'd prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova, where for as little as $1, backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So head up the crew and join Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Keith Wynn, and check it out. You can also find t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash the Confusion Podcast. There's hyphens in between the Confusion Podcast, of course. And for other business inquiries such as ads and sponsorships, please email me at rzcammer, K-A-M-E-R-E-R, at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>